Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to Entitled Jesus Talk. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a subject that's pretty close to my heart right now, um, and I'm going to be talking about it with my friend, Jaden. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Jaden. All right. So like I said, um, this is a subject that you know, I've been struggling with pretty recently. Um, it's burnout. So I guess kind of the first question um, that I want to start with is, like, what is burnout? Oh, man. Um, I think a burnout, like just in general, you know, maybe not like a spiritual burnout or anything, but just burnout in general. I think of like you're tired of doing a certain activity or maybe a certain thing just brings you stress and or maybe you don't have the energy to perform that task because you are stressed. That's what I think of when I think of burnout. Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, so, interesting thing. I actually met up with one of the uh, college shepherds. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was baptized on Sunday. Um, and so our church does a follow-up um, with someone called an encourager. So my encourager and I were talking about it. And he's like, one of his friends does not believe in burnout. He's like, you're just being a sissy. And I was like, hmm. Oh, man. That's interesting. Yeah. And we were talking, it's like, <laughs> like I, I know this guy uh, that he's talking about, too. I don't know him nearly as well, but, um, you know, John, if you ever listen to this, it's not being a sissy. You're just being lame and dumb. And I'm going to call you out right now, and then I'm going to text this to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole, like, uh, mindset of, like, thinking oh like if you're burnt out you're just a sissy it's like no like you know that's a that's an emotional thing to be burnt out i think i don't i think it's much deeper than just you know like being tired you know or being stressed uh, i think that there's a lot of emotions that go in with being burnt out and i think it can be different for other people and yeah like you do have to push through it and you do have to like kind of suck it up in some ways when you are burnt out you know but um it's a, I think it's an emotional thing at its, at its heart. Hmm. I've always felt like, I don't, my, I feel like my way of getting burnt out is totally different um, from other people. Like, uh, an example of mine is, uh, I, when I get burnt out, it's usually because I've had too much social interaction. Like, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I'm cool right. with hanging out with one or two people. Um, but a group just will wear me out sometimes. Uh, That's the way I am, man. Same exact way. I gotta have like my 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 alone time to like recharge, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some other common examples are people that like they live at work. Feels like um, I know a couple of people that they just throw their all into work. I mean, they just do everything. Uh, they want to do everything they can so they don't have to, you know, be alone sometimes. Um, I was that right. way for a while. Um, but I think once I kind of learned, like, who I was, um, not only in Christ, but in my personality, um, I really started trying to kind of cut back on a lot of things. I didn't always want to hang out. I didn't, I, there were a lot of times after I discovered this, that I was just at home. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't play games. 
didn't watch TV. I just kind of sat around, which I feel like makes me a psychopath, but that's really not the point. Swear. Don't check my closet. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I kind of agree with you on that one. Like, you know, for some people like throwing themselves into work and for other people, maybe like, you know, I'm a, I'm pretty involved in music. So for some people, like the way they burn themselves out is they throw all of their attention into their music and into writing music and to writing the best music they can and releasing singles all the time and um, keeping content flowing on the social media and tracking all their social media things and stuff like that. And, you know, just having like a constant like tabs on all that, like every single like, you know, hour and, you know, checking all that stuff that can really like burn people out that way too. And for me, um, you know, I'm kind of a, I like to stay busy type of person. So not too long ago, you know, I was working, 30 hours at my job during the week, one 12 hours, you know, at, you know, church on the weekends and then, uh, you know, managing full school schedule, 15 hours online. And then, you know, you got home life and everything else. And that goes along with that in your friend group. And I just burnt myself out on life, you know? Yeah. Um, and that would, for me, that's what burnout was. Um, and it still kind of is, you know, I still struggle with that. You know, I've been getting better at it lately. Um, but yeah, that's what it is for me. So. So I did have a question. Um, and this isn't really related to this, the topic, but I mentioned this a couple uh, weeks ago with Josh on the podcast, but uh, you're in a band. Like, how's that? Um, it's cool. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, it challenges me. lets me be creative. Um, I get to play my favorite style of guitar, you know. Um, it's really cool, and I get to meet a lot of really cool people um, while I, you know, I'm doing the band thing. Like, I'm not making any money off of it, you know, and at the moment, but um, I've, it, it's it's awesome. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, I actually, uh, when I first learned that you had a band, like, I, I pulled it up. I was like, all right. So, yeah, uh, there's a couple of songs on my playlist. Um, oh, that's so, awesome, man. So, thank you. Nah, dude, it's fire. But, um, yeah, sorry. I get a bit off track sometimes. Um, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> so, I know we've kind of given some examples, um, but what are some ways that we kind of, uh, I wouldn't say. Hmm. How how do we kind of uh, reduce the feeling of burnout? Oh man, well, for me, in my case of burnout, I, I think it's different for everybody. I think first thing you have to do is you have to like identify. Okay, what is like stressing me out? What can I not handle right now? You know, what do I need to cut back on? Um, so that you can take some time for yourself. I think, you know, and for some people that's really hard, like for extroverts, that's really hard to take time for yourself and just spend a day to yourself, you know, with open plans, you know, not nothing to do, you know. Um, that's really hard for some people to do. For us introverts, not, not as hard, but sometimes, you know, for like, at least in my case, like I get caught up and like I need to keep myself busy because I don't know how to relax or I never learned how to relax. So my my alleviation was cutting back on things. So like, for instance, I don't play at the college ministry anymore. Um, 
I, it doesn't mean I didn't like playing at the college ministry or anything like that, but I just needed Sunday evenings to myself. I needed some time for myself to re unwind, you know, before the week started again. Um, so that was a big step for me was to, you know, stop playing a church service. Um, also, like I work a little bit less than I normally do. Um, I work five hours less than I used to. That's not a lot, but it's enough to make a difference. Um, so that, that, that was the big thing for me. Oh yeah. And then, um, routine. That was a very big thing for me is building a routine. Um, having, you know, I, I work from this point to this point on this day, and then I'm going to do homework from this point to this point. That way I have the rest of the day for free time, you know, or to go time to go spend with my girlfriend or, you know, go get dinner with my mom or something, you know? So that, that was the, the way I have alleviated burnout and I'm still working on it. Like it's still not perfect, but um, that's what's been working for me. Yeah. No, I, uh, so I, I'm honestly trying to figure out ways for me to deal with it. Um, because before when I first moved back to love, I got, you know, I wasn't working. Um, I was looking for a job. But I didn't really have anything to do, so I right. I relaxed too much, and I um <laughs> I well, I'm not lazy, and I uh but I I don't like to just be around the house a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like to stick to one place. It's kind of my uh, way I describe it is my home base. I I hate when I don't have a home base. Uh, I'll be working at a camp over the summer, and um, you know I've already kind of I for the interview weekend I went down there, and I stayed at the staff house, uh, mm -hmm. and you know but I already I established that home base, so now I'm not uncomfortable when I go over there and I'm living there for the summer. Um, right. So you you kind of have to like. What it sounds like, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but like you kind of have to like affirm yourself or like reassure yourself that like, hey, like this is home for two weeks or, yeah, you know, this is home now, even though it doesn't may not feel like it. Absolutely, I uh, I was talking with one of my friends, um, and I told him, you know, even with a home base that's shared with other people, like I have ground rules that I personally won't break. Um, that I can't, you know, force other people to. Um, like I said, I'm an introvert, so uh, I've already met a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. I've met some of the staff already, and I get along great with them. Those are people that uh, I already know, um, mm -hmm. kind of their personality types, and I, I'm not going to get worn out easily, um, which is a big thing. Yeah, that's really good. That's that's a that's a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> So I I figured out that there are certain people that I instantly click with. If I don't instantly click with you, I can try and make that connection. It may take one or two weeks. Mm -hmm. Or there are some people that it's taken, you know, months. But I found that once I connect with them that I don't get burnt out from them. Like I um now there may sometimes be you know, when people are in certain moods, I don't, I don't want to be around them. 
But to be right. fair, I was in a mood today. Like I was just, uh, I was just joking around with some of the guys in part of the warehouse side of retail, <clears throat> and you know I was just in this mood. I was just making fun of them. Now he was making fun of me too, um, and we all had a great time. But I was like, man, this is what this is what it feels like uh, for me, probably <laughs> when other <laughs> people are in those moods. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and I, I'm I relate to everything that you just said. Like, it, um, I don't really know what else to say other than that. It's just, like, I get it, you know. Yeah, um, which actually, kind of, this feeling I'm burnt out. So, how do we get burnt out as believers? I I wouldn't say. I'm thinking about it now. I really should be more specific, but I don't mean like getting burned by the church or anything like that. I mean like, um, is can we get too involved in church? Is that a thing? Um, I'm gonna say yes, because um, even though like you know, as like a Christian, Christ is supposed to be the focal point of our lives. Um, I think. If we take that too literally, um, we can put ourselves in some bad positions as far as like work and um, school and things like that. Like, for instance, I can go work at the church 60 hours a week and not focus on my classes. And even though it's great that I'm helping out at the church 60 hours a week, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm doing the thing I should. Um, because like if I make a this pledge to be a student and I go and I enroll in these classes and I say I'm going to you know pass these classes and do good, then if we take too much time away from that with Christianity or like just sorry not Christianity but like with um, church and things like that, um, I think that can hurt us because like being like a Christian and like worship is not just about being at church and volunteering and playing in the band or preaching or anything like that. Like it's, it's, it's how you live your life. It's, um, you do everything for the glory of God. So that means like, yes, you need to go study and you need to study hard and, you know, try and pass your classes that, that worships God. Whereas like, if I'm a musician, for instance, I mean, it's practicing my instrument and bettering myself on my instrument. Or if I play in the band, making sure I learn my parts at home, but maybe not like, putting all my energy and like all my time into it, you know, yeah. just doing, doing what's needed. Um, so yes, I think it's very easy to bring yourself out in that way. Um, that's what happened to me. Like, you know, I was 12 hours at church, you know, that's, doesn't seem like a lot to some people, you know, people that work at churches and whatnot, you know, that's, that's nothing, but for somebody who's like, you know, kind of on a volunteer basis and things like that, that's a lot of time. And so for me, like I burnt myself out on playing too many services. Um, and it, and it's not just like a this year kind of thing. Like I'd been playing all day at church on Sundays since sophomore year of high school, you know? Yeah. So that's, uh, let's see, two, that's like almost six or seven years for me where I was playing all day on Sunday, you know, almost every Sunday, except when I was out of town, you know? And so this is kind of like the first semester where I like, I only play Sunday morning. So uh yes my my short short answer is yes <laughs> yeah i uh i was asking 
there was a night a few weeks ago. Um, by the way, you said six or seven years for sophomore of high school. How old are you? I am 22 now. I'm about to turn 23 in December. You know, if you want, you can join the young adults. But um, right, <laughs> yeah. plug. Um, but no, I was actually at the young adults CG. Um, even though I'm really, I'm only 20. Um, I think the age range is supposed to be 22. Um, starting. Eh, but, I think it's fine. I think it's if you if you can fit into the group. You know, if you're a little younger and you still yeah the group it works i think it also helps that i don't mean to brag but i've matured now (laughs) (laughs) well well, it's like it depends on like your friend group too i think and things like that like obviously your maturity level has got to be higher to like be able to attend those classes and stuff like i don't think most 20 year olds could could be in those classes or in that group so but good for you wow wow that made me feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh oh I lost my train of thought. Oh, this happens too often. Uh, but this is why I have to write things down. Is because I will forget. Um, oh, I understand. I actually I put a um, little behind the scenes here. I put every podcast uh, that I talk to people about. Um, I put the date in my phone. I set uh, two reminders. Um, one for the day before and one for the day of. Um, oh man! And it's it's interesting. Um, I've actually, in fact, I've got podcasts for, uh, scheduled for I think for the next month. Oh wow! Um, I think I actually probably have a little more than that, but I'm taking off for Thanksgiving. And I think before. Uh, the week before Christmas and then Christmas we got, I won't do anything, but, um, yeah. Oh, again, train of thought gone. Um, but I found it. So that's the important thing. I, uh, a couple of nights, a couple of weeks ago, I should say, uh, you know, I was at the young adult CG, um, which is community group for those of you who don't know. Um, but now I was, you know, we ate and everything. And I was just like, man, like, I don't want to interact with these people right now. Like, I, I'm, there are some of those uh, guys that I, you know, I've shared my testimony with. Um, and eventually I'll get around to recording it and putting it up. But, um, you know, these guys have poured into me and I've poured into them. I, still, I was just like, I really need to go home and I think I, I need to need to take some me time so for the past mm-hmm. oh was it two three months i i have something every day mondays i had um oh no <laughs> mondays i had something i know i did I swear tuesdays i have cg um wednesdays i had a book study technically there's still a book study going on um for the creative team, but I I need a day to myself. Um, Thursdays is usually when I record and put up podcasts. Um, Fridays, softball. By the way, if you see Hut at any point, make fun of him because he got hurt playing softball. And <laughs> I, I couldn't make fun of him when it happened because I was genuinely worried. Um, right. But, you know, now I'm thinking of all these jokes I can tell him. Um, 
He may laugh at some. Some of them, I feel like, are just plain insults, so I probably shouldn't say it. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Saturdays um, are usually kind of days that I'll go run errands that I need to run. And then, you know, Sundays is church. So, now luckily, my Mondays and Wednesdays have been uh, freed up. And then, you know, softball only goes on for uh, a couple more weeks, and then I'll be free mm-hmm. on Fridays, too. But working 8 to 5 during those days isn't that fun either, so. No. Um, hmm. So I know that we kind of talked about you know, the ways we've overloaded ourselves. Are there any, like, just positives that no one would think of that you can just overload on besides, you know, uh, church activities? Yeah. Um, I think for some people that, like, um, you know, maybe their job is to help people, like, that they work in, like, a hospital or um, or even at the church or um, people that work at, like, nursing homes um, or even, like, counselors and things, it's really easy to, like, you know, it's like making work your, you know, overloading yourself with work, but, like, not out of a place of like I need to make money or I need to like just keep myself busy, but maybe it's out of like I need to help these people that like and you're being like an emotional support person for these people. Um and it gets to the point where like you haven't left any time for yourself to like reflect on how you're feeling. Um I think that's one thing that you can get burnt out on. I mean burn I mean burnout like when you think about it like it seems simple first, you know, but now that we've kind of started to talk about it, like there's a lot of different ways it can happen and variations and things like that so yeah i think i think one of the examples of you know just what you're talking about working up at church you know like i said i was talking with uh one of the shepherds and I, it was actually uh, a group of a couple and they were talking about you know they're getting kind of burnt out from doing so much uh, with the college which you know personally like i said i'm not a people person um I now when I'm working and you know I the point of me working is to share the gospel I I've uh, found that I don't get tired easily I don't know whether that's the spirit or whether that's just me um, mm-hmm. personally I think it's the spirit I don't have uh, there are a lot of adults that I don't have the patience for now don't get me wrong kids can tire me out for sure um mm-hmm. not always the biggest fan of some children but you know i think christ has started moving uh, in ways that i n- never thought possible uh, i i've been on the run from god for like 18 years ever since i could read probably Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was, they were talking about it and I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I, I'm starting to feel this way too. And that's when I told them, Hey, listen to this podcast. Cause I'm talking about it. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I get that. I get what you're saying. Like you just don't like, you normally be like, Oh yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do that. And then all of a sudden like you're doing it, you know? Yeah. 
So that's awesome. So, um, does having a schedule help with burnout, or do like uh, alarms? Do they? Do you think they help? Uh, I have a planner, and that has helped me immensely. You know, I have my all my homework written down on the days I need to do it, when it's due, um, time at work. You know, what time I'm going to do homework, and um, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, but routine is just such a big part of helping this, you know, cycle of burnout, you know, for me. So um, I'm going to say yes. Now, I I absolutely agree, but I think, I think some people prioritize their schedule too much. Like I know uh, I've done that in the past where I'm like, okay, I literally mm-hmm. have to do this. Otherwise, everything's thrown off. And my life is ruined. Now, yep, yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where I feel like I I relied too much on my schedule um, because I'm so forgetful that mm-hmm. it started to destroy me because I wasn't looking. Um, I was only trying to find these empty pockets in my schedule when it's my schedule. I can make pockets wherever I want. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I get that. Like, it's it's all about like we have to be flexible, you know, in order to function in society because society does not move around us, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or even like you so said, we you have to you have to be a little bit flexible with it, you know. Like some days you're not going to get to your all the homework assignments you wanted to, you know, and you know they're not due that day necessarily, but you know you, sometimes you have to move it to the next day or you know change things around. Um, so yeah, I'll say that. Um, just disclaimer: I'm not in college, um, mm-hmm. and but when I was in high school, I don't think I ever did a single piece of homework. Um, I was uh, yeah. well, was kind of still am a procrastinator, um, but I think what I would always do is you know I wouldn't do the homework. But I was I was a good student, you know. I paid attention in class. I actually I knew what I was doing, but I would always go to the teacher like the end of the grading period and be like, "Hey, can I make this up somehow?" And they always <laughs> let me, and I always did well. And I I graduated with a three point nine GPA. Wow! Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was the same way in high school. I was like, I didn't do my assignments at home. I do them, you know, pop into class, and you got you got like five or ten minutes before the teacher starts going. Yeah, and yeah. That's when I do all my homework. Is or even like if we got it in class, I'd do it while the teacher was teaching because I didn't want to do it at home. So, yeah. I feel like that Same was. Here. Yeah, dude, I did that so much in math. Um, I hate math. Just, um, just out there, I I do hate math. I'm good at it. Um, and honestly, calculus is probably my best subject. But I never did it at home like i honestly once i learned something once i learned the topic i honestly tuned out the rest of the class um if i if i knew that it was just kind of a one time thing like i would you know i'd write out pr- some practice problems and i'd work on those and if they gave homework um then i'd do that instead of whatever they were doing in class yeah but, well, same, same exact way yeah no like there there was someone 
I can't remember who uh, told me this, but they were so good at something um, that they basically, um, they would be handed an assignment. Um, the teacher would get back to the desk and then they'd start the assignment and immediately raise their hand and their goal was to um, finish the assignment before the teacher got to their desk. In person, oh, like that's just insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at math. Yeah, I'm good at math, but I'm not that good. Yeah, I knew a kid like that in high school. He was he'd sit in the desk, kind of different, um, but he never took notes during class. This was AP, like pre-cal, cal, something like that. You know, Dang. something like college level crap you know class you know college level class in high school and that kid never took notes he aced everything he ever did he would do everything in like 10 minutes like for instance we got a test and he finished it in about five ten minutes and it took the rest of the class the whole hour like it was just ridiculously smart i, I, I just don't i didn't get it so i uh... i was good at math but i wasn't good at math like that what I, I do is I, I major ADHD, and so I would just rush through the assignment, um, and I'd finish usually first. Um, I mean, I'd usually get a passing grade on it, but everyone always thought that I was smart. I was like, if you only you knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the same way here, man. I was just, get it done. You know, done with it. You know. Yeah, get it done. Get it out of the way. And now, like, there, are, there were times where, um, you know, I was studying just kind of the basics of a different language, just for the fun of it. Um, after I graduated high school, it's like I don't remember liking learning that much. So. Mm-hmm. Things are required. I don't like it. <laughs> but kind of speaking of, you know classes um reading is a class but do you think it's okay not to read your bible during one of these burnout phases um i don't know what do you think i don't know um i feel like it depends on whether or not you do it as a checklist or not yeah i agree i think the amount of time spent maybe like you have to lessen it maybe you don't spend a full hour Maybe you only spend 15 minutes, um, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because like, if you don't read your Bible every day, like you're not, it's not the end of the world, you know, right. it doesn't make you like any less of a Christian or any less of like a follower of Jesus. So I'm going to say yes, but like, if you're not reading your Bible at all, then like, maybe that's a different issue but like maybe reading your bible less than you used to if you need the time for your mind to recover and part of that healing process for you to not feel as stressed with life or your faith you know some people might say the opposite like oh like if you're burnt out in your faith you need to read more and it's like well like does that help or hurt you know yeah you know on a mental level because because like I feel like when when you're like kind of like the spiritual 
part of being a Christian is also like kind of is also intertwined with the emotional part. Right. And I feel like if like you feel like your spiritual is down, well then your emotional <laughs> side goes down and then you get stressed and things like that and like it's just like a you know it's a domino effect at that point. So I don't know. I'm gonna say yes and no. <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah, know. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard question, man. I pride myself on difficult questions. Um, <laughs> I don't actually think I came up with that question. I'm almost positive someone else did, but I just I was I. So the way I write these questions, um, I ask people. Um, I'll come up with the majority by myself. Um, but if, you know, I'm not able to come up with a whole lot, um, like I like, I think Elijah and I, we've, we spent a lot of time together. So I kind of know how we work whenever we're together. So for the mm -hmm. first podcast, I think I only wrote down like five questions. I think for every, uh, every other one, I've tried to have at least seven or eight. Um, oh, wow. And this is one of the questions that I, I'm pretty sure I um, I asked someone, you know, if they had any questions, and this is what they came up with. But hmm. one of, so I listened to another podcast. I listen to podcasts all day long. But, uh, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, are you reading the Bible as a checklist? You know, mm -hmm. I feel like that's a big thing is, are we being intentional about it? Because um, I feel like if we're being intentional, then yeah, because I feel like I I don't want the Bible to become a checklist for me. But mm -hmm. I, so I feel like if I do it when I'm burned out, and when I'm not, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say in the mood because you should always be in the mood for Jesus. I feel like that feels like a churchy answer, but I know it, it feels right to say it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, um, like, I don't think either of us are, you know, Bible scholars. So this is kind of a, a people question. Um, mm -hmm. Not here to give church answers, here to give genuine answers. Um, or maybe even ask more genuine questions. But I, I feel like the answer is, yeah, it's okay. Um, and if you're doing it as a checklist, I'd say, you know, ha if you did it intentionally, how much would your life change? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just the way you approach it. Um, you know, and like, I, I don't think it's, you know, as like a Christian, I don't think it's not okay to like, or I do think it's okay. Let me rephrase that that way. It makes sense. I think it's okay to feel like, man, I don't want to like <laughs> do this right now i don't want to you know put effort into this at the moment you know i think i think that's like a natural human thing to feel so yeah one of the biggest things that i know people around me have struggled with and i've struggled with is you know once you get to reading your bible intentionally there are some things that we're just like, oh, even so I, you know, reading through the Bible, I, I'm in Judges finally. 
Um, Joshua, great, enjoyable book. Um, but Leviticus is super boring. Mm. Um, so I'd say if you're doing a Bible plan and you're reading through something that's really boring, I would say do it. Um, you know, have an open mind. But if, you know, if the entire study just is not doing anything you've been going at it for weeks um, and you're not taking anything away from it i'd say get a commentary instead uh right yeah stop doing this daily checklist and get someone else's opinion on it change the way you look at things doesn't hurt because like also they could mention some things like in the chapters that you think are boring or the books that you think are boring like you could say something about like oh like connected to something you have read before they did find it interesting you're like oh okay like i get it now so reminds yeah that's me, a great it's a great idea reminds me a lot of a uh, big hero six when i was saying that i don't know if you have you ever seen big hero six no i haven't well small spoiler alert so the main character uh hero his he's like in this um fighting thing or whatever and he gets to visit the college where his brother goes and he's like oh it's super cool i want to go here he's like 13 Mm -hmm. or something super young but he's already graduated high school and you know they have to do this entrance um kind of demonstration to get into the school and he's like oh i can't think of anything so his brother comes picks him up um and hangs him upside down on his back and he's saying, you know, get a new perspective. And he's like shaking him around and everything. And he comes up with a new idea. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, so I use the app Bible Hub. Um, it gives me commentaries from a couple of different people on every verse in the Bible, which whoever took that time, thank you. But it couldn't yeah, be me. Yeah, no, just could not be me. So, kind of the next question is, how do other people affect burnout? Um, I think the people around you uh, can either support you or hurt you. Um, definitely, like if you're burnt out, like you need to surround yourself with people that are there to support you. Um, you know, and if like you're burnt out spiritually, you know. Maybe you have you have somebody you meet with every week to do you know some like some spiritual counseling you know and give some advice and things like that. Um, just burnt out on life in general. Like going to counseling is a very good thing to do. That's what I'm doing. Um, so it's it's very important to surround yourself with people that are there to support you and help you see other perspectives on things that you're struggling through. That way you can see like the silver lining or and you know get get an opinion on how you can attack the problem um you know and if there's somebody that's not helping you and hindering that you know maybe it's best you cut off communication with them for a little bit so yeah so i was thinking about this a second ago but i know you know both of us are introverts Um, Mm -hmm. so i know for me people is probably the most exhausting thing for me um what causes me to get burnt out most of the time is dealing mm-hmm. with some people that I don't want to deal with um, day after day. Um, and ah, 
you know, I, I wonder if extroverts, you know, have the same thing. And if, hey, if you're an extrovert and you want to share your opinion, you know, leave a review and type that in. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to get reviews, right? <laughs> right. Right. All right. It's just a bunch of reviews saying, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> and now if I, if you type that in a review, I'm going to assume that you're just quoting me and you're not saying that for real. So, right. Suckers. Um, but no, I um I feel like they're okay, this is actually kind of a well, I wouldn't even say kind of. This is a largely difficult topic. Um so I know people say, you know, opposites attract. But I I find myself personally, like I get tired of some extroverts. Um Mm -hmm. Even some family yeah. members that are extroverts, it's like, don't force me to do these things. I'm not mm -hmm. you. Yep, I agree, man. Yeah, there's some people that are just so extroverted, and it's like, yep, I can't, I can't hang with that. You know, that's just not. I'm not built to be able to hang with a person like you. Um, and that's not me being mean. That's just like mentally, I can't handle it. So you're too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I think that's I think that's fine, man. I think some extroverts would agree with that. They'd be like, "Yeah, there's some extroverts out there that I can't handle either." But you know, if you look at it from the other side, like extroverts are like, "Why aren't you talking to me? Why are you being so quiet? Why are your answers so short?" You know, they don't understand the introverts either sometimes. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about at CG, um, well, was you know how we can be. Uh, an open hand at the church and I, I we were talking about ways we've seen it done wrong and done right now um you know i feel like back in the day oh now i'm now i'm an old man which makes you even older huh <laughs> but um you know back in the day i feel like iabc specifically um didn't do this well uh, now i've seen it change so much like, i remember when the college uh, ministry was like 15 people maybe mm -hmm. and now it's you know a thousand students that come every sunday um, between the services mm -hmm. and now i one of the things i talked about was um how we can do it well and specifically in young adults is or how we feel about it i told them i was like listen if i'm not fully awake um i don't deal with pe people well, um, as far as communication wise, like, don't get me wrong. I feel like I'm a decently nice guy and I, I don't, I don't like open confrontation. If I have a problem with you, I'll, I'll take it to you in private. And I feel like this way it should be done. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, if someone talks to me in the morning and they're trying to have this conversation, I will kill it. I will kill that conversation real quick. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, same way. There is a guy in the young adults though, um, and he he he's the most interesting conversationalist, um, and not that's not something you actually like notice. Like I don't feel like it's noticeable unless you are 
have the same um, tendencies as I do. Mm-hmm. But Sky, Bryce, name drop. But he um, he is so good at reviving the conversation. Like I mm-hmm. I don't intentionally kill conversations. It's just I can't think of anything witty to say, which is right. Now, I know everyone's thinking, what, Tate, you were literally the funniest guy on the planet. What are you talking about? And it's true. All right, I am. Like, listen, everyone, every television comedian you've ever seen, they've got their material from me. It's it's, it's (laughs) a fact. But, you know, in the mornings, I don't, I don't talk to people. Um, You know, once I have my coffee, we're cool. Or um, there are some days I just wake up in a good mood. Which is actually most right. days, but he revives the conversation so well. It's actually insane. Um, I remember the probably last month, I woke up horrible mood. Didn't um, I wanted to you know go have community, and so I went to the young adults. I was talking with them. You know, I I realized that I was kind of giving these short. Uh, closed answers and but that we were still talking and I was thinking back and I was like this guy he's good at this you know and mm-hmm. you know I was feeling burnt out I really was just getting tired of going through all the motions um, attending all the Bible studies and he I was at the a Bible study and this guy was you know I was engaged again and right. I don't, I don't know. It's a weird thing. So kind of a. I know what you mean. It's just like yeah, there's like those people who just know to keep on pulling you in, and pulling you in, and it doesn't feel like a pushy kind of way. It's just like so good at just making sure you're involved. Right. Isn't like. But I know there's people on the opposite end of the spectrum. And they, they will sometimes, there are some extroverts that I met that are so pushy. Um, mm-hmm. A friend was having a conversation with me uh, and he was talking about, you know, he's, he knows this group of people um, that he worked with. Um, and uh, it was kind of a seasonal deal, but they all, they all live in the same general area geographically. Um, and they're always wanting to hang out, uh, but he doesn't want to. And so I was trying to, you know, I'm a fixer. I like to fix problems. And so I was trying to think of advice to give him. But then I realized, you know, I don't know because I don't like confrontation. Um, you know, I have an accountability partner right now and it, um, I'm decently proud of myself because I'm the one that kind of I took it to him first and then I asked mm-hmm. him to hold me accountable for some things and you know now it's a great relationship but should we tell other people if they're causing the feeling of you know exhaustion and burnout and all these other different kind of similar emotions yeah I think so I think you know that you need a break from somebody because they're not they're hurting you you know and not helping you 
then yeah, it's probably important to like be like, hey, like I am feeling this way. You gotta, you know, describe your situation to them. That way they understand. Like you don't want to come at them and be like, I just don't want to be around you anymore. Because that's like, you know, like, they'll, they'll be like, what the heck, this guy's mean. Um, but like just explain like, hey, I am feeling these emotions this way. I'm this at this point in my life right now, or I'm at this point in my walk right now, and just feeling, hey, like I need a break. I need some alone time. You know, yeah. I need and we like we we don't need to hang out for like a week. And that's like you may just make sure like it's gonna hurt like it's gonna hurt to tell them that like obviously but you know I think there's a way you can do that to where it's like they can hopefully understand you know whether that person chooses to understand or not is a different story but yeah I think I think definitely like if it's better for you then yeah I know I'm not the most empathetic person on the planet I actually really have a hard time relating to uh, what other people say. Um, mm-hmm. especially personal stuff um, I I know that because I'm a fixer I like to fix people's problems I don't necessarily feel where they're coming from but I do see that there's a problem and I want to fix it Right. and you know one of the moments I'm least proud of in my life um, I'm, by least proud I mean I am totally ashamed of this moment but I told uh, some friends, uh, some of my closest friends, I told them, I was like, listen, I don't want to hear your uh, problems, so don't tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, looking back on it, I you know, I was tired because now these guys aren't believers, um, but I, I also wasn't a believer at the time, just to clarify. But I felt like I was getting burnt out from their problems, um, which is weird um, because it wasn't that, you know, I was feeling the weight of their problems on my shoulders. Like, I don't I don't necessarily think that. But, you know, I feel like it gets tiring to give advice, if that makes sense. Right. You can only give so much before, like, you need to, like, somebody else to, like, give you know yeah it's hard to it's hard to like be like the uh the strong one in a relationship with like your friends and then like nobody else be there for you so i get that one thing that i just thought of um as i was saying those things um i i just realized that you know i feel like our spiritual walk is so much in the same way we i know that one of the um some of the problems that I've talked to a couple of people with that work in the churches, that they are they are constantly pouring out into people. You know, they're helping people with their walk, but they're not being poured into themselves. And they're starting to get, you know, tired of it. They're getting burnt out. Burnt out, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard I mean I've heard Travis talk about that, you know, many times at the way. Um I feel like that's something he like be sure to make a point of almost every semester. He's like, I, I'm pretty sure I hear that point made by him every semester. Um, of like, hey, like you can you can pour all you want to people and you can do all these things for people, you know. Um, but like, if you don't have anybody doing it for you, like, you, you're 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 done for, you know. Like, you're gonna you're gonna burn out. You're gonna you're gonna you know crash and burn. So yeah, yeah, I that's very valid. So, 
you know, we've talked um, this entire time um, about kind of burnout in different situations. But I think the most important question um, is how do we recover from burnout? Well, um, for me, I think, at least in my own situation, the biggest things that have helped me to like start recovering, because I'm not all the way there yet. Like yesterday, I had a really bad day, you know, uh, went to my counseling appointment and just let it all out, you know, and um, just wasn't feeling good the whole day, you know, took the whole day for myself, you know, it was supposed to be a rehearsal last night, you know, for Sunday morning services and I texted Josh and I was just like, you know what, man, like ain't happening right now. Like not a good day. Got homework, you know. Um but uh yeah, so anyway, so the way we can start recovering, at least what's worked for me, um is one is the biggest thing is realizing that you're burnt out. You know, because you can go so long and eventually you just come to a breaking point, you know. Absolutely. And I think the only way you start to recover is realizing that oh like i am so burnt out you know and being able to admit that that takes that's the that's a big first step and then step two is starting to like figure out a game plan of like what can i do to make this better and you know and some of those things that you can do you know i think counseling having somebody pour into you having somebody to talk to to give you advice and then the other you know, major things, or, you know, maybe you need to cut back on some things. Maybe you need to reorganize your life. Maybe you need to reorganize the way you're doing things. Um, and over time, you start to take power over, you know, the way you're feeling and you start to have control or feel like you have control again. Um, and even like, you know, we like spiritual, spiritually, we talk about like releasing all control to, you know, God and Jesus and stuff like that. And that's a great thing too, you know, you know, letting you know giving it to god that's another thing too but the things that you can control in your life like your schedule and you know when it comes to your mental burnout maybe not your spiritual burnout um those are some great things you can do and then like i said the spiritual burnout you know there's having somebody pouring into you you know you know letting you know putting maybe even putting too much effort in towards like oh like i don't have anything left to actually think about you know um so that's 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 my my tactic yeah so this is also one of the questions that i just didn't even think to ask um even though like it is probably the most important question on this list um it was actually asked by tucker um and i asked him and it got me thinking how like recovery from burnout is such it's such a question like I know that doesn't mean a lot, but I can't put into words how important it is. I know I have been struggling with burnout for the past month and, you know, I'm starting to recover from it, but I, mm-hmm. I, I've never taken a step back and looked at everything and saying, oh, okay, so I did this and this helped kind of with this. And I think honestly, like, you know, I... Like I mentioned, I'm not, I pour myself into work. Um, I work hard mm-hmm. and I do, uh, you know, I, it's not that I don't enjoy work, but it's that I've learned to enjoy it. I mean, there are some mm-hmm. people now that, um, you know, it's kind of the slow season for us. 
so you can kind of take that step back and maybe you don't have to work as hard. <laughs> that sounds bad, but you know, I I do my job um, mm-hmm. to the best of my ability, and I still do it to the best of my ability. But now I have more time to kind of communicate with others, um, mm-hmm. which is it's weird for an introvert to say that. I feel like. Um, but I do need some social interaction. Um, and most of the time I'm, I have an AirPod in and I'm listening to a podcast or my playlist and I'm just going and right. going and going. And I've been doing that since I started, which mm-hmm. was August. And so now that it's kind of slowed down, it's only slowed down in the past week. Um, and let's see, I got all the winter stuff out, didn't y'all? Yeah, we we were pretty much done with most of this stuff. Um, there was a big trek today, but honestly, most that was you guys. So that's I. Uh, I don't know if you know who Matt is um, back there, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, no, I was giving him so much crap today, and he was he was giving me crap. So it was it was fun, it was enjoyable, and you know. Uh, I kind of took my time. Um, I was talking with the guy who trained me, and I, I consider us friends. You know, um, he actually listens to this. So, um, yeah. Well, if we're not friends, just tell me. I can take it. <laughs> if I take it, uh, and I'll take you. No, but um, no, I think that that's good what you said, though. Like, you, you know, you're very introverted. You listen to your podcast and your Spotify, and you realize, like, oh, hey, like, I need some social interaction. I need others. And um, I think a big part of burnout is that we think we can do everything ourselves and we're, and we're putting all this pressure on ourselves and we don't realize like that, hey, like there's other people around us to make things easier for a reason, you know? It's the way, it's literally the way God intended for us to, to be social and to you know, lean on each other, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's great what you said. And that's, that's been a big realization for me. It's like, hey, like I am not Superman. Like Wait. I cannot you're do not? 50 hours <laughs> yeah right <laughs> can't do 50 hours a week of work and then expect to do school and manage everything else flawlessly like no it, it just doesn't work that way like you, you gotta have other people there so yeah no absolutely and um one of the guys from uh young adults you know i the the conversation um, with my encourager, um, you know, we 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 talk um, about some things, and we're going to do a Bible study together. And then I actually, so have you ever been to J and B Coffee? Yeah, dude, I didn't know that place existed. Really? Um, yeah, and that's where he and I met up, and I ran into one of the young adult guys, and so we just got talking. And, you know, I've been feeling burnt out the past week. And I realized that I actually had a lot of energy to talk to this one person. And mm-hmm. he and I were, you know, we were swapping stories. And it actually, so we were there at 630. as when kind of the conversation with my encourager and I ended. And he and I started talking. Well, it went to 8 o'clock. And at 8 o'clock, uh, we were like, dang, we're hungry. Let's go eat. So we went to Whataburger and we you know, sat there and we talked another hour and, you know, I, I don't feel like all the side effects of burnout are gone. I'm not that insane. 
but right. I do feel like, you know, I can, I have this energy that I didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's, that's the way I've been, you know, is like, things are starting to get better. So like, I'm, I have more energy, I feel better, you know. Um, yesterday was not the case. I kind of had like a, I don't know, I don't want to call it a relapse, but you know, uh, I definitely took a couple steps back for the, for the day. Um, and, uh, I felt like that, you know, just down, you know, so I get it. So kind of one last thing before we end, and I know this is a personal question. You don't have to answer it. It's all good. Um, but you know, just having, um, someone that, uh, you're close to, like usually dating or your spouse just talking to them help, uh, or do you feel like maybe reaching out to someone besides them is better for you? I think it does help to have that person, you know, but you, you need somebody there that's unbiased. You need somebody there that you can just, you know, uh, like dump it out on and then be there for you in a different way that your spouse would be. Cause your spouse is always going to be uh, on your side and be like, Hey, like, yeah, you're, you're fine. You know, you're doing great. You know, I love you. Yada, yada. Um, but you need somebody there with an unbiased opinion to help you truly see all the different angles of what's going on because your significant other or spouse is not necessarily going to be the person to tell you what you're doing wrong. They're going to tell you what you're doing right and they're going to tell you what, that you're doing good, but they don't want to hurt you. So they're not going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Um, so it's very important to have somebody there unbiased. Yeah. Well, thank and you. I, for, and I, and I've oh, learned that the hard way. Sorry. Oh, you, no, you're good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thank you for coming on this podcast. Um, you know, answering my questions um before we go is there anything that you want to plug or let people know about um not that i can think of man I, i'm just thankful for the opportunity to kind of get on here and talk it's kind of so funny you know i was just like i was going through it yesterday and the day before um and i've been going like through this kind of season of burnout for a, a, quite a while like many months and so it's just kind of great to like have this podcast come up and be able to talk about it and talk about my experience and give advice to other people that are going through it. And, um, you know, it's just cool. You know, yeah. Thing, things work out and we're in, in, in ways that are intended. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode. Um, I do. I'm not, I think, next episode might drop next friday um i don't know um so yeah but i think that's all i got so thank you guys for listening to entitled jesus talk and i will see you next week <laughs>